Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sport. Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palme. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 26. Season 6, Episode 26 of Live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership, 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles, or give them a call at 519-824-0210, or email them at info at barrycullen.com as well as and as always live with cdp sports talk is on weeknights from 8 p.m to 9 p.m eastern on wqee 99.1 fm depending on uh if there's baseball or hockey on the station so uh again i want to say thank you to ryan o'neill uh from wqee 99.1 fm in metro atlanta for having my show on his station the last six months as well I hope everyone's doing well on this uh, Monday, July 17th, 2023. July's half over, hard to believe. But I'm looking forward to my guest tonight. This is his first time on my show. His name is Patrick Bernard from the Edge of Philly Sports, uh, covering the Philadelphia Pro Sports teams. And he's also a co-host of a new uh, podcast they created there called The Still Steps Pro Wrestling Podcast Show. So I'm going to talk to uh, Patrick a little bit about it. Uh, all the Philly sports, and uh, maybe a little pro wrestling at the end of our show as well. Good evening, Patrick. How you doing? What's up, Chris? How are you, sir? I'm okay on this uh, July 17th. I can't believe July is half over. Yeah, how about that? How about it? It's, it's, uh, it goes a blink of an eye, uh, our summer days. So, uh, but look, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the, your, your, your background screen here, really uh, touching my heart here of the, uh, the link. And uh, that's like my second home down there. So I uh, appreciate you putting that out for me. No problem. I do that with all the guests. And I am an Eagles fan here in Canada. And uh, I've seen the Eagles play on the road three times in Buffalo and once in Green Bay. And uh, they're two and two for me on my road trips. But uh, I'm going to try to get up to Philadelphia uh, for a Phillies and Eagles game this year as well. Yeah, absolutely. I highly recommend it. And I definitely recommend you coming down here in Philadelphia and like I said beforehand, you come to Philly, cheesesteaks on me. How do you want Pat's, Geno's? I can give you the whole list of places. Uh, it's 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 pretty much at any corner, and it's they're all competing with each other down here as far as cheesesteaks, believe it or not. So uh, everyone wants to be recommended to be number one. So the last time I was there, I had Tony looks at the uh, Citizens Bank Park. wasn't bad, but I don't know if it was the best one in Philadelphia. So. Uh, for my audience here in Canada and Ontario, they want to come up to Philadelphia. Which are the best Philly cheesesteaks? What do you recommend? I'll give you three off the top. Pat's, not just because it's my name, but Pat's at 9th Street in South Philly. place called Joe's in, the, in Fishtown. And there's a spot called uh, Del Sandro's. 
I highly recommend it. It is a manioc, and it is really, really good. So, uh, and everyone's buzzing about those three particular places. So, if you ever come to through, you or your audience, please swing by and get yourself one of those three amazing cheesesteaks. Because, like I said, the, the way they put in the cheese, uh, like I said, I could give you a whole diagram right now, but uh, we'll say that for that's a whole other episode. When I think of Philadelphia, I, not, I, I think of not just the Rocky Balboa or Vince Papale, but I think of your passion for your sports teams. I think of your food and also uh, local beer. What's some of the b- better local beer in Philadelphia? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's funny. Um, I'm not much of a drinker, so I, I can't really answer that. But, I mean, I know guys go out there. They, they love their yinglings down here. So they love their yinglings. They love uh, – you know, the middle lights and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, for, for, for me though, I mean, like I said, back, back to the, back to what you were saying earlier, one thing about Philadelphia, it is very, very sports passionate. I, I highly remember, I try not against anybody, but when you, when this city, this is all they do is eat, breathe, sleep sports here. It doesn't matter what level it's at. They want to see when you're in the playoffs, especially playoff time, whether it's the Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers, Wings, Union, you name it, college basketball, when it is down to the wire and into that championship, you know, people can feel there's a championship run here, a potential one, people all come together. So uh, it, it's it's funny. I just, I, I love being here. I love covering the sports out here. Um, I love interacting with the people, agreeing, disagreeing, get cold names. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the best things about being part of Philadelphia. It, it truly is. Matter of fact, uh, there's a spot called Wawa out here. It's a, uh, like a, I want to say a quick mark, uh, you, you know, but it is, it, again, it goes above and beyond. You get your food, you get uh, plenty of snacks, however you want it. You get your fuel. Um, and then you can chat up with some people. And some lady just, just today, some of the, one of the cashiers just tell, tells me, goes, uh, uh, I want to let you know I'm not very lady like. I said, ma'am, look around. You're in the Philly area. I wouldn't expect you to be very lady like. So uh, I thought that was very funny. So we both laughed at that. So, yeah, just like I said, um, the, the one thing I like I said, I, I wear this town on my sleeve. So, I, like I said, I was blessed in the opportunity to come over here for, to Edge of Philly Sports to talk it. Uh, like I said, I, I cover just about, I want to say, four to five, six different podcasts let alone on the network. Uh, I mean, I, I'm all, you know, I try to be like Bugs Bunny. I try to be all over the place. So, you know, I cover the Phillies. I cover the Eagles. I cover the Sixers. Uh, cover the Flyers. I'm beat reporting for the Wings. I'm beat reporting for the Union. Uh, like you said, you mentioned, I do now do a pro wrestling show. So, uh, and I have that as a background. So I, I can't adapt to it. And and I cover some. Some, uh, local pro wrestling here as well and i uh, i'm going to tell you this uh as much as everyone loves the wwe and AEW, i love canadian independent uh pro wrestling because yes. women and men they're they love the sport they're so passionate and they give their all and and, and this local wrestling company uh crossbody pro wrestling here i want to give them a quick shout out they were one of the first people to give me an opportunity to do media work like interview the wrestlers and and do some stuff for my show uh, on there as well so i'm very thankful for them as well oh yeah absolutely i mean one thing when i think of canada one two things that stand out to me is hockey uh and wrestling, it's it, it goes hand in hand. Of course, you think about Brad Hart, Landstorm, Owen Hart, the 
uh, and yeah. Christian. I mean, there's a plenty of great, uh, great, great Canadian wrestlers who've come through. Um, and now you look at Natalie, uh, you know, Jimmy and Nightheart's daughter. So there's a bunch of great, great women pro wrestling. And like I said, now we, we, we for us down here at EOP, we got guys who now cover pro wrestling, not just here talking to them on the podcast. We go out and cover it. We have our guy, Hakeem. Chris and our guy Joey Woods, who will be covering in Trenton, in Trenton, New Jersey, upcoming soon. I think it's this weekend or next weekend. He will be literally covering AEW from the press box. So uh, we're very excited for the opportunity and, and move things forward. Now, I, I don't know about you guys, but I know with me for the first little while when I started my podcast, a lot of these places would like, ah, you're just a podcast or whatever. You don't have any credibility. But uh, I, I'm going to be admit, I admit now I've been doing this podcast for three and a half years. Plus, I'm now on a radio station in Georgia. It's now seems like uh, podcasting or pod, podcasters are getting more recognized as media. And that's what we're doing. We're the newest to me. We're the newest form in the future of uh, broadcasting is live streaming uh, podcasting. Chris, Chris, you, you touch on an interesting point here because. At first, and, and a lot of people tell you around here, you know, they would listen to the two major sports radio stations. But with all the podcasting now, it's just because it's, it's the new thing now. That's what everybody wants to do. Everyone's trying to come up with their own creative outlet and so forth. I mean, right now, you, again, thanks to these things called the cell phone. It's no longer you want to listen on the radio. It's kind of you want to see and you throw, you know, scroll through social media and who's doing what, who's saying about what, about who, who's your, you know, again, you build your fan base, you build up everything. And to your point, I mean, again, this, I started this, I started podcasting uh, going on six years ago. So, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. So I started with a group called Passing Out Fanatics. I got, I wound up getting my own called uh, Deborah Sports Podcasting with me and my group of guys. Um, and then we took the under the umbrella with uh, head management over here with Edge of Philly Sports, Al Safiri and, and Joey Sheeran and Fred Burns. And we come together and, and we took the under, underneath the umbrella over here. And now we, we are working uh, around the clock. I mean, somebody's out here doing something and that's one thing i like is that i work with a group not just me it's just a good passionate group of guys who are passionate about trying to make something of this and that's what it comes down to guys who are hungry not just get in front of a camera webcam and and just talk sports but deliver your news get an interaction with you tell, you know we want to hear you know as you do now we want to hear from the people we want to hear from the fan base we want to hear from strangers uh, we want to hear from all those things so uh, I, I very very much enjoy every time I turn on the webcam this light here put on the mic uh, I look towards to interacting with the people uh, the only person who gets annoyed with it the most is my wife <laughs> Uh, well, and also too, uh, when I first started this, people were like, ah, anyone can do a podcast and, and maybe that's true, but they don't realize how much work it is in it. And being a solo guy, I'm my producer, I'm the host and mm -hmm. booking guests, booking guests, you know, this as well, booking guests is a full-time job itself and promoting yourself on all these social media pages as well. And, and Chris, another good point, because, and that's another thing, uh, people think you can just come here and just talk sports blah 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 no you have to do you got to do your homework you got i treat every show 
like it's a like a school project you know what i mean you have to have your homework you can't just come into school right or else you're going to get an f and the people are going to call you out on it so i make sure i, I have my notes i make and, and and if there is something i don't know i'm going to be honest you know i can't tell you what happened in 1973 i wasn't yeah. around yeah. so i mean i was i was i was only one years old that i was born in 72 by the way 72 oh, okay. i think I think a year after the vet opened. The vet opened in 71, so about a year yeah. after the vet. Yeah, well, so. look, my, my old man told me plenty, plenty of horror stories at the vet, but uh, if you were an Eagles fan. So, yeah, and getting back to all this, this this has become the new fab, and, and now I see you know, everybody who, who wants to talk, you know, Eagles or whatever, you know, there's people out there just getting their own lanes. Uh, uh, like I said, and that's the beauty part about this because it's this became the newest thing and newest and coolest thing. I mean, um, and, and like I said, this is the best way to interact with people you, you don't know and people, this is how you meet people and all that good stuff. And you see the conversations, you, you know, and they bring to you in your doorstep. So, uh, like I said, I look towards it every time I'm under the light and, and under the webcam. And uh, my show is a sports talk podcast, but I'm also branching out to entertainment as well. And also when I do sports, I like to cover not just my favorite teams, but I like to learn from the rest of the league as well. So I try to have diverse guests from mm -hmm. uh, diverse backgrounds, and uh, I just try to make it entertaining. And as for Philadelphia, besides yourself and Gary, I've had Jim Jackson on my show, oh. the, Philly, the Philly fanatic, Tom Begoring oh. has come on, uh, John Marks. Uh, he's okay. Been, uh, and and uh, one of my friends, Jamie Pagley, the Philly sports guy. Yeah. One of the first guys. Love Jamie. Who, he believed he a couple years ago. I was starting out. He believed in me. He came on my show. He got me on the Streamyard. So he's been great. I owe him a beer. And Tom McCarthy, the voice of the Philadelphia Phillies. So you know what? Even though I'm only an Eagles fan, uh, the city of Philadelphia has really been supportive of coming on my show with great guests. Well, listen, uh, all the guys you mentioned. Uh, I met Marks. I met Marks when he was running a, sh a, a sports show out of this place called Annie's Diners in Ben Salem. So me and him would chat it up. And then um, Jamie, the sports guy, I can't say anything bad about it. the guy is another one, another workhorse. I know he's under the uh, the Philly Sports Church umbrella. Again, I had the opportunity to meet him last the open day of Philly's baseball and me and him headed off well. And uh, I, I introduced him to me and my crew. And when, uh, you know, he, he's had a couple episodes with guys who I won't say weren't good, but uh, he, he's like, I don't know what's, what's going to pretty much make you guys, you know, different. I, I want to be able where I can like it. I said, trust me with me, and my crew will make you laugh and we're going to make you feel just at home. And uh, I'm glad I lived up to with up to my word and me and Jamie are still good friends. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Shout out to my man, Jamie, because like I said, my man, I don't know where he gets time. I don't know how he gets the time to do it, but my man does an excellent, excellent job painting up his face. No matter where he's out on the road, my man's got some time. I hope he, I think the man goes to sleep painted off. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very passionate. And uh, no, I've, 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 I'm going to have him on my show again for a fourth time. And uh, he's been really great. And uh, one thing I've done about this show, it's not just make contacts. Obviously, it's important because my ultimate goal is to get into the radio industry. But uh, right. I've made I've made a lot of friendships here too. people I never thought I would have on my show or I get to know. And, and, it, and it's been it's been awesome so far. Oh, absolutely. I, and, you know, like I said, uh, to, to pick back everything. Me coming over here with Edge Affiliate Sports, I, I've met so many new people. And just doing this alone, uh, I've had the opportunity, and I'm blessed, too, this past last summer. 
I had the opportunity to uh, interview Dave, uh, Dave Mickey Evans, the producer, the director of The Sandlot. So uh, to me, that was a high honor. And to, for him, to just, you know, didn't superstar arena. He was gladly come on. We, you know, we made him laugh. We made, and here I didn't realize uh, he's from the PA area. So uh, I was, you know, like I said, me, I, we had more in common than I thought. So, uh, and I asked him about the story and all this other stuff. And he said, he just, you know, it's again, something off his life. He went from being a PA kid, living out of California, getting treated like smalls at first and so forth. So again, uh, I, I got, like I said, I got to thank him. I, I've come, like I said, I've come across uh, celebrities. I've come across, uh, you know, tons and tons of Philadelphia athletes uh, and, and doing this. So, again, you, like you said, you people think, oh, you, who are you? You're just a guy who comes on here and just wants to talk sports or, or whatever. And it's no, like if you're driven, if you got the grind, you'll get what you're getting. You know, what you put in is what you'll get out of it. You know, uh, I, I've got opportunities to talk with uh in, in chats and with Marty York and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I talked, you know, I had Mike Reckerbach, a former Eagle, be on my, come into my studio and we got, you know, shoot the, you know, talk, you know, talk about, you know, football and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, like I said, you know, again, this has been a, a, I'm living a dream, if you will. I've always had a passion for sports, but back in the 90s, I'm older. I'm 51, by the way. Um, they didn't have this technology, so I just took right. on security, and I went into a security, uh, corporate security career. But uh, a couple of years ago, I got a taste of the broadcasting bug doing camera work, and my camera work actually led to my podcast and just being at the right place at the right time. And it took me 47 years, and I told Vince Popoli, I said, back in 76, you were the oldest rookie in the NFL. I said, well, now in 2022, too, I want to be the oldest broadcaster and uh, I just yeah. want to prove I, I love the Rocky story I love his story and I just want to prove to people that you can switch careers no matter what age you are oh, I, I, absolutely like I said Chris uh, oh, yeah Chris like I, like I was saying to you earlier I I wound up like I said I started my, my life as a you know I always wanted to be a pro wrestler and uh I wound up becoming a pro wrestler. I wound up, um, <clears throat> believe it or not, I've actually got phone calls from the WWE for a tryout to go try out uh, for a Tough Enough in 2010. And awesome. uh, yeah, so and I, like my buddy, my promoter Chris uh, Sutton told me he's like, "Yeah, you expect a phone call from WWE." I'm like, "Yeah, right. WWE is gonna call my phone." Here I am on my honeymoon with my wife, and my phone's going off. I'm like, "What's this number?" LA, California. I'm like. Let me guess. It's one of these stupid random calls. I pick it up and uh, they say, "Yeah, this is the so and so, uh, you know, producer from um, L.A. We want you to come out and possibly live out here for six months." Um, and and the way the WWE makes your gimmick, they make it off your personality. You know, if you're uh, Chris, Chris the Disco Mamba, or whatever. Well, guess what, Chris? You like to go out dance on Saturday nights. You want to be. We're going to make Chris the disco, you know, they make their chemical for your character because believe it or not, they told me right on the phone. If you are a John Cena fan or the rock fan and you're going to tell me that's your favorite wrestler, we're going to hang up the phone right now. They just want to know about Chris and that's all they want to know. So, uh, but after, you know, I, I you know, I, you know, I, I took it totally, you're going to be on the road a lot. You're not going to see your family, you know? So, and I was on my honeymoon at the time. So, I. It was the hardest turndown, and then um, 
and then I start looking for other passion, and then I start uh, becoming a. I start calling into the radio a lot, talking, listening to sports radio, and one of the guys who I love listening to, a guy who's been a close friend of mine, became really good friends with me, is Mike Missinelli. I'm pretty sure you heard the name. Uh, one of the biggest sports uh, radio heads in Philadelphia, and uh, the way he delivered his message every day uh, was really spectacular. The way he just came out and talked sports. And, you know, it's what he was saying. You felt that in your heart. And I called him up at least every day. And uh, I said, you know what? Snap talked to you for a minute. Why don't I just try and do this on my own? And I could start start talking to you for a minute. I could start talking to you for, you know, I could talk for an hour and try to be like Mike in in a way. So I kind of, you know, got started, got, you know, you know, I said I came across this guy named Tom Kelly and passing up an act. He kind of gave me my opportunity. And then uh, I started to uh, going on my own. You know, I, I brought into, like I said, I wandered under a uh, brought modern Devro Sports podcast, a, a playground that I named after, you know, kind of got, got involved there. Um, so after I did that, I wound up going to um, Edge of Philly Sports. And here I am now working with a bunch of workhorses. And uh, we continue bringing the content every single day. One thing I've learned this from uh, Eric Smith of the Raptors, Trek Skorsky from the Bulls, is listening skills. And uh, sometimes you can be prepared to have all your questions, but you can sometimes ask your guests one question and they can already answer a couple of questions, which uh, you already did here as well. And also I've learned too that uh, Eric Smith gave me this good advice as well. It's okay to prepare for your podcast, but always talk to your guests like you're at a sporting arena, a sporting event or a coffee shop because it makes for a better natural conversation. Uh, even Tom McCarthy told me that as well. So I try to uh, take some advice from all my guests and try to apply it and try to, improve on each show as well right and then that's one thing you know believe it or not the the, the pro wrestling life prepared me um as i like i said when you're when you're first wrestling you know, the first impression you want to be and i started in 04 as training under the king kong bunny wrestling school so i went to his wrestling school learned a lot how to wrestle old school psychology <laughs> my man austin uh me and austin do uh we do a video game old school podcast. So if you like old school uh, TV shows, video games, yes, yes, um, that is the go to our page on Devro Sports Facebook page. And yes, go get you will, like I said, be highly entertained because we we go old school. It's for us, me and him. We, we kind of put this together as you know what it's it's Mondays. You know, it's it's the case of the Mondays. It's, it's for you're you know you're preparing, you're doing this, that, the third. Uh, you got the long week ahead, so we kind of just trying for an hour, just trying to put your brain on ease. Like, okay, this is like on vacation mode. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's what how me and Austin, you know, came together for this. So, um, <clears throat> but back to the uh, wrestling story. Um, like I said, I, I started in 04 under King Kong Bundy. Uh, he he, like I said, he was teaching me a lot of old school. He had to wrestle old school. Um, 05 is kind of, you know, I, I started getting my, I went from 250 pounds to two, to 185 every day in summer heat. I would just run steps, pushups, runs every day. Um, and then I wound up going, you know, you eventually, you know, make a name of yourself. So, you know, you have to work other little local independent companies and I went up working for CZW at a time and I got to work for ACPW and I got to work for all these little <clears throat> 
little companies and, and me and some again me and some great people and believe me, one of the greatest wrestling minds I've ever come across. And I tell this all the time is the hardcore extreme New Jack. So everyone takes New Jack as this hardcore wrestler and all this stuff. But the guy was very very smart in the locker room. Uh, as far as far as psychology, as far as how to work the heel bad guy, if you will. Just listen to his advice and taking it. And uh, I was very, very blessed, and, you know, for the opportunity. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I got to I was in a locker room with him and uh, he tapped me in the shoulder. This is up in East uh, North New Jersey. He goes, uh, yeah, I want to tell you, I said, I'll see you out tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, I, I could have sworn I was going to have two drop of two drops of pee come through my tights. I said uh, I went to my former to the booker. I said, uh, I'm not wrestling check, am I? They said, oh, no. No, no, no. You, we, we want him to wrestle somebody else. You don't worry about that. I'm like, oh, start praying. So, but yeah, like I said, I learned a lot from New Jack as, uh, and then like I said, I, I wound up maturing in the wrestling business. You know, you learn to live just like in this podcast. You learn to live on this side of the guardrail. You know, you were the fan. You're now you learn to live on the other side. You learn to be. Uh, you learn to mature. You learn to. Uh, you know, you're not, you know, you're, you know, you're a fan at heart, but in, in hindsight, you're, you you're an interviewer, you're a business, you want to get your name out there, all that fun stuff. So like I said, I, I, I grew and matured not only in the pro wrestling life, but in here in the podcasting life. One thing I wanted to say too, uh, being involved with uh, crossbody pro wrestling uh, here where I live near Guelph in Kit- Kitchener, Cambridge, um, you ca- I get to see these men and women, how athletic they are and how good of an actor they are as well. And yeah. uh, they also, they also, a lot of them I talk to in interview, uh, they also prefer being the heel over the baby face. They, they find playing the heel is more fun than the baby face. Your thoughts on that heels and baby faces. Heels and baby faces. Um, yeah, well, easy. I mean, how hard does it take to tell somebody you you know you try and get underneath someone's skill? I mean, under someone's skin. You know what I mean? You know, it's not hard. It's not skills at all. I mean, it's hard to be a face and be that good guy and try and get people behind. Uh, you, you just have to have a swag to you. You know, you have to really go out there and work hard. Look, it, it's people we call it a a work. You know what I mean? It's you're working to be the bad guy. I'm working to be the good guy. You can get them to hate you. They're going to love me. And it makes my job a lot more easier. So it's more of a, a, a it's a partner. You know what I mean? We're, we're dancing in the ring where you and I are sitting there trying to put a good show for the audience. Um, and, and that's what, I mean, that's what it comes down to. You and I are, you know, we go over with, they tell us the booker promoter tells us who's going over, who's going to win. And uh, you and I just work it out and we tell each other, okay, whatever. And then, you know, we're there to put, a, you know, a show on for, for the people. We want the people who spend their 20 to $35 to buy the ticket. We wanted them to go home happy. That was always my attitude. I know there's guys with egos. Like I said, behind the curtains, there's a whole nother world from what you see in front of the curtain. So, and there's guys who get egos and all this. I need to be champion. And like, uh, I've had an argument with a wrestler before, like, me and him went, you know, I, he went to the promoter. He's like, oh, uh, Pat does, you know, Frankie Frizzo was my work name. So he's like, oh, Frankie Frizzo shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't put the belt on him. It should be me. I said, bro, I said, if you want the belt, have it. I said, the only belt matters to me is the one I wear Monday through Friday to work. I said, I, he's holding me up to get me to work. I said, that, that's no one out here is really, you know, keeping stats out here besides you. I mean, I don't, I mean, but again, this is some of the guys who get their egos and all this stuff and, so it, it is what it is. To be honest with you, I mean, if you're really, really good to me in the pro wrestling, you, you don't even need a belt. 
you're, you're, you're too good for a belt. So uh, that's the way I look at it. Absolutely. Um, we'll talk about, before we end the show, we'll talk a little more about your uh, new podcast that you're a co-host yeah. of called Still Steps, and we'll promote it on here as well. Um, Appreciate just that. Wanna, are you okay for time still, Patrick? Yo, uh, more questions? Wait on me. Okay. Um, how did you end up getting involved with Edge of uh, Philly Sports six years six years ago, and and um, how was that? How did that happen? And uh, uh, were you a little bit nervous when you were first starting out doing this? You know, it, it, it's it's a great question. When when you get the mic and you're told you're going live, you're like, oh boy, here I go. But at the same time, again, uh, from the from the wrestling background, right? You 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 know. They call your name, you know, here comes Pat, you know, that the minute you go through that curtain, you know, it's game time. You, you learn to separate yourself. You learn to, you know, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to give it my best shot. So when I got, you know, when I saw the mic camera, light, lights, camera action, I was ready to go. And I was, you know, again, I, my friends will tell you, Al Safiri, my co-host, Mike, Mike Laro in the morning at 9 a.m. He'll tell you, I got a laptop, I got notes. I mean, I'm ready to rock and roll. So uh, the minute that camera comes on, it, it's, it's go time for me. So again, just you know, um, so I, I, you know, being nervous wasn't really there for me. It, and to me, it's sink or swim kind of situations. This is it the time to shine, or is it the time for you to sink? So you, you you make the best of your opportunity when it rises. So um, and, and yeah, I, I gave it my best punch. And like I said. Uh, like I said, when I was growing into this, into the, into the business and, and maturing, and I have had a bunch of phone call conversations with, like I said, Al Safir, who who runs the network here, and uh, he liked what I brought to the table, and uh, he he took me in. He said, right, you know, come on over. So I, I made the transition, um, and I got to work with guys, you know, Bells and the Birdman with John Barcher and Vinnie Quinn and so forth, uh, guys. Um, so. Those guys again uh, gave me gave me some light, gave me some dirt, you know, direction, some influence, and I gotta give them the credit for that. But you know, um, you know, like I said, when I came over to Edge of Philly Sports, I was gonna be me. And I was, and I told uh, Al Sapiri, "Listen, bring me on. I'm gonna give you my best, you know, my best abilities. My best ability, my best ability is my availability. So uh, I'm gonna be there when you need me. I'm gonna be there uh, writing articles. Here I am writing articles, be reporting, and all that stuff. So." I, you know, I sold him the, 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 who I am, you know, I give him the whole package. So here I am, uh, writing articles, doing shows and I love it. I, you know, I'm here completely from here. If I'm not here, I'm in, at the studio doing work. When you were growing up, obviously being in Philadelphia, it's a great sports town, but it's also a great town for broadcasters. Who are yeah. some of your broadcasters that you really idolized and, and helped influence your career as well? Um, Mike Missinelli at number one. Mike Missinelli, yes. um, he coming home from work, your nine to five job. You know, you you have to, you know, you want to, you're, you know, let's keep it, let's keep it feet. Sometimes listen to music. It's you know, the stations play the same music over and over. So, like I said, when I was trans, when I retired from pro wrestling, I started wanting to get into this, and Mike Missinelli was the first guy I really started listening to because I was listening. You know, you go, you know, you turn the radio, like, man, I just heard this song. And, you know, you go, I just heard this song. So when I finally flipped on the sports radio and listened to Mike Missinelli, I was like, wow, 
wow, this guy's good. And then it becomes not just a one-time thing. It becomes an everyday thing. But, yeah, Mike Mizzanelli, uh, again, I have a really, really close relationship, believe it or not. Uh, me and him uh, write to each other all the time. We DM one another. We, we um, have, like I said, we have a great, great friend relationship. Uh, no matter what time of day it is, we can hit each other up. I mean, matter of fact, it was a snowstorm, and my man was hitting me up in the middle of a snowstorm. So, uh, him, like I said, I got him. I got Anthony Gargano. Anthony Gargano is another great voice, uh, midday host, uh, a guy everybody here really, really enjoys listening to. Again, it's just it's 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 a passion. People could tell your passion through this when you're mad or happy or excited or whatever you are. People can feel you and they can relate to your passion while you do this. So when people see me yell and scream, people can relate to that. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, Anthony, Mike, you know, or, or definitely my one, two punch, uh, into the business because again, they, they had such a way to connect with the, with the fans and to the people it's, it was, like I said, it, it was must watch. Uh, and, uh, I gotta give one more shout out in this one, uh, Harry Mays, Harry Mays is great. I mean, highly entertaining. He'll make you laugh. Uh, there was times that him and Rob Ellis were on the show together. I, I had to pull over my work truck. Because I was in tears because they brought a, a sense of humor to the show, not just talking sports, but the, you know, they would make you laugh through the course of the show. So I would sit there and I pull my work truck over. I would be in tears, not from crying, but I mean crying, but I was laughing because I was laughing so hard because some of the points they were making on you know course of the show. So uh, those guys right there, I would say, are my my uh, on my uh, Mount Rushmore. So. Yeah, and, and when I think of Philly sports too, um, not just to talk radio, but when I think of the Eagles, I think of Merle Reese, Mike Quick, oh, yeah. and then the, the Phillies, uh, Harry Karras. Uh, I just think there's been so many terrific broadcasters in the city of Philadelphia over the years in talk radio and also uh, covering all the sports teams there as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you know, on the head, when you think of Philadelphia sports, you think of the Eagles, you think Merle Reese, you think yep. Ray Dininger, you think of Seth, uh, uh, Seth, uh, Seth Joyner. I mean, Joyner, there's yes. so many, yeah, I mean, there's, and I've, and I had an opportunity to meet him. He's such a nice guy. Uh, you know, you, you meet those guys who, who, who do, you know, again, do the, uh, the, you know, the post game and all that stuff. Um, and same, you know, you think of, you know, Flyers, you think of JJ, you think of uh, Keith Jones. And, and I'm very excited to see Keith Jones and Danny Barrera in the Flyers front office. It, it's where Philadelphia sports, there's always a storyline. There's, yes. there's, yes. always, there's always a storyline. I mean, yes. with with the four major sports, uh, the Eagles, are they going yes, to, yes. Re, you know, are they going to be as good as they were last year? Are they going to, you know, is Jalen Hurts going to be, the uh, quarterback that he was last year, you know, and then you got the Sixers and John B today uh, news leaked out that he was at the uh, Fillmore saying that, you know, if he would like to win a championship here or somewhere else. So that puts stuff in people's brains. Uh, and then you have the flyers, you have the flyers who finally have a direction, not bringing these old time veterans to, you know, the, to try and fix a you know, yeah, there's actually a direction, complete rebuild. I mean, a complete rebuild. Dane Brayer uh, and, and Key Jones are, are hitting on all cylinders. Finally, you know, it's, it's when the Flyers are, you know, completely at rock bottom, they're looking up. And it's funny because people are like, ah, oh, Flyers are like the fourth in town. When, when it comes to all teams, people are, and again, for, you know, what I want to say two weeks ago, Flyers were the 
topic of conversation around here. So uh, you have the Flyers, you have the Phillies. Phillies are right now, you know, fighting for playing I call it, playing good baseball, fighting right. for a last you know spot for a wild card spot. Um, we're gonna see what the pitching and you know I I've always. Uh, they, that's the gray area team to me anyway, is the pitching, the starting pitching, whether it's Nola Wheeler, uh, and, you know, you get some of the t- Taiwan Walker, some of those guys don't have the best of stars, but like I said, again, there's a storyline inside of Philadelphia is now no going to be, uh, going after this year. All, like I said, there's all, even with the Philadelphia union and Philadelphia union, what are they going to look like on the second half of this, uh, they just hit the all-star break in the MLS. Where they go, or what are they going to look like on the second half? So much uh, storylines. Uh, yeah, I could give you a little bit of wings. Wings. Uh, what, you know, they brought in Mitch Jones from Vancouver, and uh, I, I love Mitch Jones. I, I've had take a Tony on my show. Um, I've got you know, but again, what are they going to look like for next year? Uh, you know, the first half of games they come out red hot. Second half of games, that foot it's off the gas pedal. You have no idea who this team is. Um, you know, I've, you know, it's actually the first first time I got to cover a game was for the Philadelphia Wings, and there's Paul Day, the head coach and GM, and, and uh, I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna sit there and observe. And the one guy was like, nudge me. He's like, yeah, throw a question at him. I'm like, all right, well, like, you know, what's what's going? You know, I just started asking him, hey, what's going to be the big adjustment? And like, you're always struggling here. Well, I mean, are you guys gonna do some film work and so forth? So. Uh, but like I said, there, there's so many storylines in Philadelphia sports. It's so funny. And it's everyone's at the edge of their seats, waiting to call in, waiting to type in. And uh, like I said, I love to be in the middle of all this. And as for the Phillies, I have a little bit of a connection there with them. Um, their manager, Rob Thompson, is from yes. Sarnia, Sarnia, Ontario, uh, which mm-hmm. is about two hours from me. And he's in the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Yes. And I, w- I was actually at the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, and I got to interview Jesse Barfield, Josh Barfield, John Olerud, and uh, a beat reporter, Mike Wilner, who covers the Blue Jays. But um, Rob Thompson's uh, stuff is in the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. It's not as big as uh, Cooperstown, New York one is, but it's still great. And uh, so much respect for Rob Thompson. And everybody here in Canada was cheering for the Phillies in the playoffs last year because of Rob. And also, I'm a Tigers fan, by the way. Lifelong Tigers fan since 79. So Dave Drombrowski, our former GM, is their GM now. And Nick Castellanos who played yeah. for Detroit as a third baseman. So I've got a little bit of a, as long as the Phillies aren't playing the Taggers, I kind of cheer for the <laughs> Phillies. Yeah, yeah. You listen, Nick Castellanos is having an incredible year again. He went to the All-Star game, and rightfully so. He's been a double machine. He's been hitting the ball. You know, everyone cries. Some people cry, rather. Oh, he doesn't hit the long ball. The guy gets on base, man, whether it's singles or doubles, triples. I mean, the guy knows how to make contact. Again, taking pitches. Uh, he's not swinging at wild stuff. I mean, he really adapted from last year to this year, and his defense has been really, really solid. So uh, Nick Castellanos has been playing very, very well. But, yeah, uh, Rob Thompson, you know, way, way to, to fill the void. Last year, uh, the Phillies go out and get rid of Joe Girardi, and this, where this team was just looked like it was about to hit rock bottom. I mean, there's just too much talent on this team. So he turns it around. Again, you go from being the – the worst to, to hear you are in the World Series race. And, and, and my God, it, again, you, you bring a life to the city. And like I said earlier in the show, when one of these teams, doesn't matter which one, when one of them are in the hunt, all eyes on you. You know what I'm saying? It's all eyes. I mean, and it's funny because, like, the Philadelphia legends come out for you. Uh, like, it, it was the uh, Eagles Super Bowl run. You had uh, 
you know, Eric Lindros coming through. You have Brian, uh, Brian Dawkins. You have Jimmy Rollins. You have so many people want to come and, and watch, you know, want, want to watch greatness, wants to see this thing go down. LaShawn McCoy, uh, who got traded from here, still loves the city. I mean, yes. that's, you know, if, if you, it's, it's funny. If you perform well, the city will, you know, you don't have to buy a, a drink ever again in your life. If you play like garbage, they are the first people to take you yeah. to the airport and call tell you, you out. Yeah, and they will call They'll you call out. out. Yeah, the the, the, the boo birds will be waiting for you. I yeah. mean, listen, if the scores eight uh, zero, the opponent, you're not going to get the uh, the golf clap. You're going to get the boo birds, and they, and if it continues that way, uh, there'll be uh, some stuff that you know, some foreign objects comes your way. So, and listen, if these guys could throw snowballs at Santa Claus back in 1970. Yeah. They have no, you know, no problem yeah. doing with yes. anybody else. Well, and also too, Nick Foles. Well, look what he did in Super Bowl Fifty Two. And Carson Wentz. I was a big Wentz supporter when he came, but Wentz never fit in with the Eagles. Unfortunately, I think his career is over with, and uh, he he's yeah. got to be one of the biggest disappointments in in Philly sports um, in the last 30, 40 years as well. You you know what, Chris? Interesting point. It's that's got to be like an Eagles thirty for thirty. I mean. What happened if Nick, if Carson Wentz didn't get hurt? Like, would we even see a Super Bowl? I mean, the questions are there. I mean, I, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, you know, and, and Nick Foles comes in. Everybody I had, you know, again, <laughs> my man Double G Gary, what's up, buddy? Gary. Uh, my man Gary, I love you, Gary. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I you know, Nick Foles goes on this run, and, and you know, like I said. Everybody was counting him out. No one was even looking his way. Oh, great. We're back. We're down to Nick Falls. You know, people around here are waving the white flag. And no. Wow. And no, not at all. And then, you know, if I would have told you he goes uh, pound for pound with Tom Brady and, and outplays Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, where Tom Brady adapts to the best, you know, and, and he outperforms Tom Brady, where the point that Tom Brady, after the game, couldn't even shake the guy's hand. So, uh, but you know, it, the first ever Super Bowl, and, and now if you ever go through the link, the first thing you see is Doug Pierce, you know, a statue, a statue of Doug Pearson and Nick Falls calling the Philly Philly. In terms of championships, obviously the, the Phillies have won two, uh, the Flyers have won two, but not since 74, 75, yeah. and the Sixers haven't won since 83. But in terms of championship moments, would you consider the Eagles win in Super Bowl 50? to the biggest in Philly sports history? I want to say, yeah, because, you know, even the Phillies ended with the 28 drought of, of a championship back in 08. You know, that was my first ever championship. That, that was the first one I've ever seen come through Philadelphia. Um, and, and everybody was like, wow, like this is happening. You know, like this, this, this team that just, uh, just got in and made a run. And, you know, again, that was uh, something amazing. But when the Eagles, the, the Eagles are, 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 is at the top of everybody, you know, it's, it, it's number one here in the city. And, and for the Eagles to, to, again, go into Super Bowl 52 with a backup quarterback and outform the GOAT of football. Yeah, you know, and like like when that clock, you know, I I've seen people cry. I've seen grown men I, I've went to work with cry, and you know we're, we're excited for the moment. Uh, people and God rest their souls, but you know there's plenty of people who have come and gone since then, and they're like, you know they they, they you know there's people who mortgage their homes for for 
uh, season tickets for this stuff and uh, people go on the roads and, you know, spend top dollar and to see their teams play. Um, so, so when this happened, it was just like, it was like, no one's thought this, this day would ever come, but it came and people were just in the street. And it's, it's weird. Like normally after a, a championship, you hear the crazy, you know, the right. And it was not like that it was like more of a kilo, just cool time. Everybody getting along, everyone just, had, you know, living or, you know, living the best life. So, uh, for me, this was the biggest moment because, again, I would said I would never see in the day. And you, like you alluded to earlier, you were talking about a rocky story. Nick Foles is the epitome of a rocky story, a, a long shot who, again, you know, Rocky facing against Apollo Creed, right? You know, a, a nobody going against the best. You know, you know, everybody was down and counting. Nick Foles out, and here he comes. He he rocks the 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 best quarterback of all time. You know, on in, in the Super Bowl. So uh, I, I got to give uh, kudos to that. I, I, w- I wanted to also say to Pat, uh, mm-hmm. I thought last year's team had more talented than the, the 2017 team, but the bottom line is uh, they didn't win. But um, here's what I want to ask you, Pat, as an Eagles fan, do you feel this team is better prepared for success long-term after the Super Bowl last year against Kansas City, even though they lost, than they were when they won Super Bowl 52 against New England? You know, this, this is a, another great question uh, because I think this team is more prepared. And I think um, even though a lot of people are going to have them all notice, but Janet Hurst, so young, so talented. Again, a lot of people here in Philadelphia were crying their eyes out when Car- Carson Wentz got traded and, and very upset. And then, then again, they thought he was going to be the, their franchise quarterback for a long, long time. They believed it. And then they see this, you know, Jalen Hurts who gets drafted in the second round. They're like, we're going to turn our future to him. He's got no shot of being the next guy. And not only that, he has, again, last year, and I got to get my. Uh, broadcast partner Mike Lara credit his first year again he played a rookie. Uh, Mike Lara said, "Give this guy time, let him work on his mechanics, and he'll show you what he is." And I said, "Now nah, sink or swim, I already seen enough. I got enough sample size." And man, he blew my mind again. He was a, in the MVP race. I mean, Jalen Hurts again, his second year in, in this league. So now you're going to your third full year, and now uh, that's going to be the question mark: Will he be the guy? And I think so, as long as you have Harry Roseman, who's running this football team, the general manager. You you stack around him, you know, guys like A.J. Brown and, and so forth. I mean, you built him that perimeter wideout core and, and, and t, you know, tight ends, guys who are playmakers. And, you know, that's all you need. That's, you know, he knows how to build a kit. You know, he brings the groceries. You know, now we got something in the kitchen. So, again, this really, this Eagles team is built for the long haul. So, uh, like I said, with Howard Roseman at the helm, run and run the whole show. This team is in good, good coots. I feel good about it. The only one thing I say to everybody, uh, being a, a f- football fan, CFL, NFL, college football, one thing you, you can have all the talent you want, you can have all the best coaches and stuff, but one thing you can't account for is the injury. So we'll just have to cross our fingers yeah. and stay healthy because well, you just never know. Yeah, and, and again, uh, to you, like I said, hopefully no injuries uh, come down on this team. But like again, this kid, you know, this Eagles team went to the Super Bowl. You had, you know, every, you know, Patrick Mahomes MVP. You had him on the ropes. You had him on the ropes. I mean, yes. 
uh, you, unfortunately, you know, if you want to blame the slippery turf, whatever the case may be, listen, the better quarterback won. But, I mean, it's not like he, he squashed you. I mean, that no. first half was all the Eagles. I mean, it was uh, – you know, I mean, it, it was like uh, Ivan Drago coming right at the right at the gun and, and unloading. So, again, you know, this this is a, a football team that Andy Reid or, or you know Patrick Mahomes ever saw. I mean, the, the defense alone is, is nasty, led by Fletcher Cox, you know, Brandon Graham. I mean, those guys, you know, uh, you know, they they, they got a, a plethora of you know young core there, the Kobe Dean and stuff like that. I mean. They got monsters all on that front line. And then, of course, you look at the O-line, you know, what's been, you know, keeping Carson Wentz and keeping Jalen Hurts is, is one name is Lane Johnson. Now, he's going to be a little older. People are thinking about who's going to be replacing him in the near future. But, I mean, you know, age is just a number to this guy because he's been a brick wall for every quarterback that's come through. Him, Jason Kelsey, they want to run it back at least one more time. So we'll see if this Phillies team can do that. Are the Eagles still the team to beat in the NFC East Absolutely. and the NFC? And uh, quick thoughts on just the uh, on the draft and the offseason moves to this Eagles roster, and in Miles Sanders uh, leaving for Carolina quickly. Are you okay for a few more questions? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. So, so my my first, you know, are are the Eagles the team to beat? Absolutely. Again, everyone's going to have a, a X mark. Just like what cracked me well, cracked me up was you know, everybody was on this. This giant New York Giants ride, and the New York Giants this, and the New York Giants that. Yeah. You know, you know points they got in, in the playoffs with the Eagles, seven. They they got you ever take a soda can and crush it up and throw it in the trash? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. exactly. You know, and then everyone's talking about the 49ers and Brock Purdy and all this other stuff. You know what happened after that? They were talking about Brock Purdy is just a third string quarterback. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you and then he got hurt, but it's still Brock Purdy wouldn't have survived that game. The 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 defense already got to him, you know, two plays into the game. Yeah. So, again, the 49ers, and, again, I, I've looked at all the social media and talked about uh, the Eagles this and the Eagles that, you know, whether you want, you know, want to bash the Eagles or not, uh, they are the – and I don't want to say it's just because I'm an Eagles fan, I'm a home, you know, as a homer or whatever, but Eagles – you know, to me, are, are one of the most watched teams because a lot of people dislike them and a lot of people love them. So you find yourself, uh, you find yourself shortly on one side of the fence you want to be on. So uh, I, I really, like I said, it's 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 they've been a enjoyable product. Now you're talking about the their their the moves that they made in the in the draft. Uh, like I said, I, I gotta see how that pans out. I gotta see how it pans out because I, I gotta see how this Eagle team does. Uh, as far as drafts and, and stuff like that, again, uh, I think, like I said, I you know, I, I don't want to say anything, yeah, because like I said, I, I'm like a mush. I, I'll say something's going to happen, and then the complete opposite. But you know, from what the Eagles did in in, in the draft, I, I feel very confident moving forward with the birds. Um, and yeah, I, I, and as far as Miles Sanders being out of here, good riddance. Good. I'm a huge. I, I liked him personally, mm -hmm. but I do I do like DeAndre Swift from the Detroit Lions. I think the Detroit Lions made a mistake, just like Darius Slade, and I think uh, Philly fans are going to really like DeAndre Swift if he can stay healthy. Yeah, and, and listen, that's one thing the Eagles do address. They they, they you know, one thing about Howie, they he does address the position need again, uh, whether it's building through the defense, building through the offense. Um, he does a fine fine job uh, of. 
you know, correlating this whole team. And again, um, he, he's, he doesn't mess around. So, like I said, he's actually, when everyone's sitting there playing checkers, he's playing chess. He goes out and makes, his, he makes all the right moves, uh, makes all the right draft picks. Um, again, he, he knows how to wheel and deal with people. He knows how to suck people into deals. You know, you wonder, like, how do you pull out this deal? Here, I'll give you a second round, third draft, and you give me this guy. And, and I don't know what he does all over the phone. But he gets the job done, and this is why the Eagles have been so dominant uh, for so long. It's because of Howie Roseman. I mean, you go that drop-off from Dougie P to Nick Suriani, and it's not much of a drop-off at all. I mean, again, you're talking about and head coach, you know, Dougie P that no one gave a shot to because he was a three-string quarterback, and he wins the Super Bowl. And then now all of a sudden he's having great success with Jacksonville. And now here he is. Uh, here's Nick Suriani, you know, no one saw Nick Soriani coming into the picture. And yet, again, you know, Harry Roseman, more credit to him, playing chess, picking the smartest guy in the room. And you see where Nick Soriani's mindset is. He wears his talent on his sleeves. He's very, very passionate. He, all he wants to do is win. I'm going to put you on the spot with this question. Obviously, last year, the Phillies, the Flyers, and the Union got to the championship. Unfortunately, oh. all, three did, all three didn't win, but that's still a tremendous accomplishment. Out of those three teams, which one do you feel will bring the next championship to Philadelphia? Uh, good question. Um, so, yeah, like you said, last year you had uh, – believe it or not, if you – now with the, with the surges of UFL, USFL, uh, with the Philadelphia Stars, they actually – it was four teams last year who went to the championship. Oh, I forgot class. about that. Me bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. that. Um, but you know, like I said, uh, the, like I said, the union, they go to the MLS cup and just lose the Phillies go to the world series and lose the Eagles go to the Super Bowl lose. But to answer your question to me, the next team to, to win a chip, it, it, you know, uh, it's gotta be the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are in the driver's seat. The Flyers are going to take a few years. Like I said, they're going through the yes. rebuild process. And with, uh, they told you they go out and get, uh, Mitch Kopp. And I'm going to butcher his name. I try not to. Uh, Muscal Mishkoff, they went out to go get this kid. And they told you he's not going to be ready for two to three years because he's he's got a deal with uh, the KHL. So he's got to you know, finish out his contract over there, and he'll be over here. But still, so that's telling you there. And that was your first over draft pick. He was ranked. He falls to number seven. And a lot of people don't want to wait that long. So they, they got these other players. But they, on paper, this kid, you know, other than Con Bernard, he was the second best rated on in the draft. So, but for him not to come over for the next few years, I think the Flyers fans rather have that than, you know, as Mike Lauer was to say, you know, you put band-aids on broken legs. You you really, um, you you you're really trying to put this team together, and, and you know, it's always bringing these old veterans in, and you know, you're you're hovering on the AC of a playoff spot. You're you're not really really making that you know best of anything you're just you're one and done playoffs and we've had enough of that for years years I, and even the flyer i call them the flyer sheep who just they buy buy six and tick season tickets just to see a fist fight and that's what i call the flyer sheep you guys are just there just you don't care what they you know i say you don't guys don't care what you guys you know what that what project they just throwing in there you're just there and just go bye yes yes but anyway the flyers do have a direction they they are going to uh like i said turn things around it's going to take them a few years so i don't the Sixers now with this whole MB thing, I don't know where they're going. I don't know. I, they, they, you know, for the past 12 years, they, they go through this process of 
do the trust the process. They they get rid of players. They they want to stink up for a few years. They bring in MB. They bring in Ben Simmons. They still can't get past the second round. They want to move on from Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons turns out to be this quote unquote uh, guy who just can't shoot the basketball. That was his biggest issue. We all know that. Uh, he's a great passer, great defender, all that stuff, but he can't shoot the rock as a point guard. So they move on from him. They bring in James Harden. And what they get from James Harden, absolutely the, everything the same, except for he has a little bit of a better shot game. James Harden, though, it just, again, when you guys are playing, when the Sixers are playing against the Celtics, they didn't show up. They didn't show up. Your two major stars didn't show up. And that's so we don't know where the Sixers are at. Uh, the Phillies are, again, if they can make it to the wild card, great. It's all eyes on them. Uh, they may be the next team to bring the championship. I mean, again, you got MV, you got Bryce Harper there. You know, he's banged up. He's still hitting pretty well. You got Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos. You got Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber had a heck of a series this past weekend against the Padres. Uh, Alec Bowman is very consistent. Bryson Stott's having a hell of a year. Um, and then, like I said, your only great spot has been this starting pitching. Even the bullpen's been really, really solid with Greg Kimbrell, uh, Greg Soto, and so forth. So, and, and then, like I said, the Eagles are just going to be, uh, that's going to be everyone's question mark. Will this team be, and with Howie Roseman, Nick, Nick Soriani making all the right adjustments, I, I can't see why not. I mean, guy, you got guys like Dan Hurst as a playmaker. You got an O-line that's been dominant for years. You have, uh, like I said, a, a nasty front four defense, and they just make adjustments. Uh, if you, they can blitz you. They can to put you in guys in double coverage, you make it uncomfortable for you to throw a rock, and you better get that ball out of your hands in two seconds or less because that defense is going to punch you in the mouth. Um, so, like I said, when I look at this Eagles team, um, I think they're, that they could be the next team uh, runners-up. So, it, right now, if I had a pinpoint, it would be the same teams that we saw last year. It would be the Union. Uh, the, the Union were off to a slow start, but they've kind of figured things out. Um Jim Kern's a heck of a coach, the longest center coach in Philadelphia sports. Um, he's got two major pieces on his team, and Dan Gazog and Julian Carranza. Uh, that's his goal, key, you know, goal scorers. Um, you got Andre Blake, who, who's notoriously playing. You know, it's a world of difference when he's between the pipes. Uh, so you got a good core there. So it's going to be interesting to see who is. And if I, like I said, if I had to bring one, it's going to probably have to be the Eagles again. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up with two quick questions. Sure. I could talk to you for two to three hours, oh. by the way, for Philly sports, by the way. Same. Same. Uh, that's that's why I changed the name of my podcast a couple years ago from 30 Minutes Live to, uh, with CDP to now Live with CDP. So um, what I wanted to ask you is uh, being near Toronto, uh, the Raptors let Nick Nurse go. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on Nick Nurse coming to Philadelphia and how much more can he get out of this team that Doc Rivers and the other guys couldn't do? Good question. So for anybody who, who's watching this podcast now, I advise you to watch my guy dives. He does party on broad every Thursday at six o'clock. That guy, I call him the, the, the laboratory. If for Sixers and Eagles, that guy breaks down. This guy is breaking down Sixers summer league right now. I mean, you're thinking about vacation. This guy is in the laboratory um, because this guy is focusing on breaking it down. So, my thoughts, though, though, you know, we we've discussed about Nick Nick Nurse coming in. Into, he loves Nick Nurse, and, and I do too. Nick Nurse is going to be a guy, no nonsense coach. Again, he has the resume. He's got the championship under his belt. But to me, is yeah. But how are you know that that you know we've seen with a couple of coaches where they have that no nonsense mentality. But once the 
players stop listening to that no nonsense mentality, you kind of you, you already lost your job. So um, I was, you know, I'm all about changing coaches and stuff like that. But I was, I can't blame last season on, on you know, listen, Doc Rivers made some mistakes, absolutely. But when your two major superstars don't show up, I, you know, this is now going to be the third coach under the uh, Sixers regime now. Now you're bringing in Nick Nurse. I mean, what else is, you know, I've seen the coaches again in the years. I mean, to me, they're going to respond at first, but at some point, it, you know, it becomes deaf ears. And then, then what happens? Are we going to get rid of another coach? At some point, you got to blame the talent. So, uh, you know, I'm on the trade to get rid of NB now. And people are like, oh, you get a Palencia back. I'd rather get something new and, you know, get something going. Then, again, he was MVP. He's got, you know, he could play, you know, for a big man. I've never seen uh, – I know it's a little bit of a different topic, but, I mean, I've never seen a big man, you know, a center who can drop threes, take double coverages, and, and stuff does. But he's a good regular season player. Regular season. There's a difference. You know, everyone laughed, hey, Joker – you know, MB got the MVP. Joker said, yeah, but I got the finals. So I'd rather have the finals than the MVP. Absolutely. And, uh, I, hey, like I said, <laughs> I the guest, and we'll talk more Sixers and maybe about the Philadelphia Union as well. Um, I'm going to wrap this up with the last question. Uh, can you just tell my audience quickly about the uh, Edge of Philly Sports' newest podcast show, Still Steps? And uh, where can my audience here in Ontario follow you on social media and uh, your website as well? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, guys, if wrestling fans out there, this is awesome. Um, the group of team that I'm with, like I said, uh, Hakeem, Chris, Joey Woods, these guys, these guys really, really do a, a phenomenal job breaking down pro wrestling. You guys want to talk WWE, they can do it. You want to talk AEW, they can do it. They're, they're not just doing that. They are covering um, a lot, a lot of small promotions out there, CZWs, MLW, uh, Game Changer Wrestling. They do it all. We, they write articles about everybody. They, they do reels, films, you name it. They, they are, they, these guys live and breathe at that 23 ECW arena. So, um, I suggest if you guys want to watch uh, the, the podcast that comes on every Friday night at 10 o'clock on Edge of Philly Sports, you can watch on Facebook. Uh, no, you can watch on Edge of Philly Sports YouTube and Twitter and Twitch if you guys want to comment to the show. Uh, we love it. So uh, that's the best way to do it. And for me personally, right here at Edge of Philly Sports, you can catch – let me take out the uh, roll book here. Now, uh, you can catch me on – uh, PM in the AM, Sunday mornings, 9 AM, uh, Deborah sports, Facebook, edge of Philly sports, um, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, you can catch us every, you know, I'm on, you know, I said Sunday mornings talking Philadelphia, Philadelphia sports, Haas topics, me, Mike Laro, Al Safir, we break it all down. Uh, this week we're going to obviously get back talking more Phillies. Um, and this weekend we're going to talk best head coaches of all time in Philadelphia sports. Uh, so that's going to be a very interesting topic. We're going to have that going on. And then, like I said, Edge of Philly Sports, they got you covered every Philadelphia Phillies game. They have covered every Sixers game, every Eagles game. They got you covered uh, just about everything. Every big game that happens with the Union, they got an immediate show uh, doing that. Um, of course, you catch the attack of third for any Union fan out there. 
catch them Tuesdays at nine o'clock on again at the sports YouTube. Um, and then you got the, uh, the, the flagship shows on Wednesday nights. You have, uh, Philly press box. You have, um, you have Philly press box. You have party on broad. You have big out Joe Shearer. They, those guys come at 10 30 and then you have Matty B's at nine o'clock. So like I said, and of course, all across some time, Sunday's at nine o'clock. I got to got to give my man Gary a shout out. Love working with Gary. So, and Gary is also a season ticket holder for the CFL Toronto Argonauts, along with myself. And uh, that's another league I love too, the CFL. It reminds right. me of the National Lacrosse League. And if you ever get a chance to watch a CFL game, honestly, it's exciting. It's football, and uh, it's a little different from the NFL, but it's still exciting. And uh, Gary's really passionate about the Argonauts as well. But hey, I want to say. Um, Patrick, thank you so much for giving me over an hour of your time. And uh, you have an open invite to come back on my show again and uh, talk some uh, Philly sports. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the Eagles season. And uh, soon as September comes, hockey's back. The NBA is back in October. So it's becoming a, a good time of the year for sports again as well. Yeah, yes. Uh, first of all, Chris, thank you so much for the open invitation. Love being on here. As look, just meeting you today and get to know you. Um, and, you know, again, I as we we already built a good friendship here, and I would you know same. If you want to hop on, you know, come in here on Edge Philly Sports. We could always get you on there as well. Um, again, I love talking. You know, fill up your sports. Um, again, you mentioned about October. Uh, when all this, you know, you have pretty much all the sports going at some at the same time. To me, October is Christmas. People look at yes. Halloween as Christmas for you know for sports fans. You have open, you'll have open day hockey, basketball, footballs right in the middle of the mix. You have postseason baseball. You have postseason uh, MLS, uh, and then right after that, yeah, the NLL gets started. So, um, you know. Uh, this right here is called the remote that becomes my best friend. And, Absolutely. Uh, that and, and my couch over here becoming my two best friends uh, through the month of October. So Absolutely. And uh, I put the website down here. Uh, if you guys want to check out Edge of Philly Sports, check out eopsports.com as well. All right, Patrick, I want to say thank you so much uh, for coming on live with CDP Sports Talk, episode number 301. And uh, we'll, look, we'll check out your uh, shows this week. And uh, I will definitely say hi to Gary for you. And uh, I hope you, um, and just give me a few minutes, uh, Patrick, and I'll have this uh, episode. I'll send you the video link and the audio link as well. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Chris. And Chris, listen, if you need a good laugh, if you need, you know, to watch two Philadelphia sports guys get into it, I suggest Sundays at 9 a.m., have your breakfast ready. And because me and my man, Mike Laro, we fight. And he knows we fight, and he likes fighting with me, and I like fighting with him. It's like a, uh, a marriage that completely goes wrong every day. It's like watching two uncles at a at a barbecue that fist fight on the front lawn. That's what me and Mike Lara are like. Okay, there's we never agree on anything, and if we do, it's very unlikely. But yeah, we we highly, and it's not like it's scripted. It's this just just. It just it's just a it's just our norm. It's our atmosphere of things old going school radio. Old school radio. <laughs> yes. And and uh, a little plug to my radio station, WQEE ninety nine point one FM in Metro Atlanta. Uh, they have a lot of great shows as well, and uh, they picked up my show because they liked my guests, my content, and also. 
the fact my podcast is international. I have guests from the States, Canada, UK, Australia, and are all across the world as well. And uh, I will let you know when it airs on the radio station and I'll send you the link as well. All right, cool, cool. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pat. Uh, have a great evening and we'll definitely keep in touch with you on social media. Thank you so much. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. All right, guys, that was Patrick Bernard from Edge of Philly Sports here on Season 6, Episode 26 of Live with CDP Sports Talk on this Monday, July 17th, 2023. And before we go, guys, I'm going to air a little interview I did with uh, Crossbody Pro Wrestling Ladies Champion uh, Crystal Moon from about 10 days ago in Cambridge. And just bear with me. It's Chris Kame here live at Crossbody Pro Wrestling here in Cambridge. And I have a special guest tonight. Her name is Crystal Moon. She is the uh, Crossbody Pro Wrestling's women's champion. Crystal fought tonight against uh, Cosmos. Robbie Cosmos. Uh, gotta give it to him. He's a good kid. There's a lots of kicks and chops and punches. And he's pretty good. But he can't outsmart me. You know, just, I was just one step ahead of him. Uh, but I'll give it to him. Uh, he's, got, he's got something. And now you get a bit of a new nickname, Heartless Crystal Moon? Yes. Uh, yeah, so I was nice for a really long time, uh, and I felt it really wasn't getting me anywhere, so I decided just to, to do it for me, to wrestle for me, nobody else. Um, I was looking for the cheers from the fans, now I don't care. I'm just going to wrestle and do what I want and win no matter what. Um, and if I have to be heartless, then I have to be heartless. Yeah, I noticed you used some questionable tactics tonight to get the win over uh, Cosmos. I, I did. Um, I had to throw some Eddie Guerrero, my, uh, my favorite wrestler of all time, in there. But like I said, uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win, uh, good or bad. So uh, that's, that's what I'm going to do. What's it been like being the women's uh, champion for, what, the last 16 months now? Oh, it's, uh, you know what, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty good. I was chasing that title for a really long time, and to finally have it and have it for so long, um, it, it feels really great, and I represent Crossbody, a really great promotion. Uh, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm really uh, happy to be the face and the champion of the women's division here. Who have been some of your toughest challengers recently? My toughest challenger will always be Alexi Nicole. Um, I gotta give it to her as much as it pains me. Um, she is hands down uh, the best women's wrestler in Canada. Um, so I will give her that, even though I don't like saying that. Uh, don't tell her I said that. Um, and uh, you know what? Like Laurel Cassidy, um, I don't like her, but I'm slowly starting to respect her. Um, she's never gonna get my title, but she. She's uh, watching out. I'm still watching out. And then there's another big card tomorrow night. Are you involved in that as well, Crystal? Yes, I am. So I have a mixed, I'm in a mixed tag. It's me and Rajan Pusher versus Alexia Nicole and uh, Gabriel Fuerza. Really looking forward to for this match. Um, my title's not on the line. So I am the only champion guaranteed going into season two with the title. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, but no, the Fuerza uh, and Alexia are obviously the, the best wrestlers around. So being able to step foot in the ring with them. And um, Rajan's been a, a good buddy of mine here at Crossbody. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the match. You trust him as a partner. I, I, you know what? I don't trust anybody. But if I were to trust somebody, it would be him. 
Okay, and uh, what time is this card tomorrow? I believe it starts uh, at 7. I'm not 100% sure, but you can check uh, Crossbody, um, their Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, it'll be um, on there, but I believe it's 7, 7 p.m. in the bell. Okay, and for fans that have never come to a Crossbody Pro Wrestling event here in Cambridge, what would you say to them? I would say come check it out. It's uh, great wrestling. You're going to see some of these talents uh, on TV um, in the next couple months, years, whatever. Um, some of the best talent around. Um, it's a great uh, great promotion to support. I'm the women's champ, so that's number one reason to come and check it out. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just everybody has fun here. It's a good family uh, vibe. You bring your friends, your family, your kids. So, yeah. All right, we'll wrap this up. Where can my audience follow you on social media? So you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Crystal with the K, uh, Moon underscore PW, um, and you can follow me there. It's Crystal with the K. All right. Well, Crystal, I want to say thank you so much, and again, congratulations on your win tonight, and uh, continued success. And uh, hopefully, I can get out here tomorrow night as well. But thank you so much, Crystal, for doing this. Crystal Moon, the uh, CB or the Crossbody Pro Wrestling Women's Champion. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that clip was courtesy of my YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed, type in Chris Palme Live with CDP Sports Talk and hit the subscribe notification. And I want to say thank you to my 209 subscribers, um, which is up from 60 last year. So uh, I still got a ways to go building up my YouTube audience, but I want to say thank you to my 209 uh, subscribers on my YouTube channel as well. The next live with CDP Sports Talk. Season 6, episode 27, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet here in Guelph, will be tomorrow night, Tuesday, July 18th at 6 p.m. Eastern with my special guest, Linda Crockett. She's a trauma therapist, and she also is involved with preventing harm, advocating for safety in the workplace. So I hope you guys can tune in to this show tomorrow night with Linda Crockett at 6 p.m. Eastern, and we'll be talking about uh, uh, workplace uh, safety, say psychological stuff, and also her being a, a trauma therapist as well. And also, guys, the new Argo Balance Live Audio Show, uh, a weekly show myself and Nick Small, my co-host, talk about about the CFL's Toronto Argonauts. Will air tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern for approximately a half an hour as Nick and me talk uh, Argos football, break down their win over the Alouettes, and also talk a little CFL as well. So hopefully you guys can tune in to Live with CDP tomorrow night at 6 o'clock with Linda Crockett and then the Argo Bounce Live Audio Show with myself and Nick Small at 9 p.m. as well. And guys, just give me one second. I got so much stuff on my graphics. Live with CDP Sports Talk is a weekly sports and entertainment talk show hosted by yours truly, Chris Pame, is on weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, the home of Southern sports and talk, the heartbeat of Atlanta. Occasionally, my show will be preempted uh, for uh, either hockey in the wintertime or baseball in the summertime uh, with uh, the Columbus uh, Hoots baseball team as well, but I should be back on the show uh, tomorrow night as well. And you guys can check out the radio station's website at wqeefm.radio12345.com as well. 
Live with CDP Sports Talk is live streamed on these platforms on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And I want to say thank you to everyone watching this live stream broadcast tonight. You guys can also check out my website at beacons.ai slash Chris D. Pome, all my digital content, my social media sites, and my previous podcast shows, both video and audio, are on that uh, website as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk is sponsored by Barry Cohen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycohen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them at info at barrycohen.com. Speaking of Barry Collin Chevrolet, uh, check out their Summer Adventures event at Barry Collin Chevrolet here in Guelph. 2023 Equinox and Blazer RS available for 4.49% financing for up to 60 months. More details available at barrycollin.com or drop by 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall as well. You guys can also, everybody can, if they like to, they can follow me on TikTok at Live with CDP. That's at Live with CDP on TikTok. I post a lot of content there as well. StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're into webinars or podcasting, check out StreamYard.com as well. And finally, guys, Live with CDP Sports Talk, the audio version is available on these platforms, iHeartRadio. Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify for Podcasters, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, LinkedIn, Stitcher, Tuned In, and also on weeknights at 8 p.m. on WQEE 99.1 FM. And also, guys, please consider subscribing to Live with CDP Sports Talk on Spotify as well and then these other uh, platforms that I mentioned as well. Finally, you guys can email or text the show at Live with CDP Sports Talks at chrispalme19 at gmail.com, or you can text me at 519-820-7188 with questions, comments, or any suggestions for future episodes as well. Again, guys, I want to say thank you so much to Patrick Bernard from the Edge of Philly Sports uh, for coming on tonight, and also check out his newest uh, pro wrestling podcast show uh, called Still Steps as well through Edge of Philly Sports as well. And again, I'm looking forward to my next podcast show again tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday, July 18th, 6 p.m. again, Eastern with my guest Linda Crockett, uh, trauma therapist, and she's involved with preventing harm advocate. Uh, advocating for safety in the workplaces as well. And also the Argo Bounce live audio show with Nick Small and myself uh, at 9 p.m. talking Toronto Argonauts football, their win against the Alouettes, and previewing the game against the Hamilton Tiger Cats this Friday at Tim Hortons, where they'll be going against their third-string quarterback as Matthew Schultz is now out for six weeks, and Bo Levile Mitchell, their starter, is still hurt as well. Again, guys, uh, thank you to everybody for watching and listening to live with CDP Sports Talk and also on WQEE 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta. And thank you to Barry Cohen Chevrolet for sponsoring this show. I hope everybody has a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow night at 6 o'clock for another edition of Live with CDP Sports Talk.